Gentlemen, gentlemen. You've got the coolest vibe I've seen since I saw my friend Billy Idol. You are cool, hip, your timing is immaculate. I can't wait to see you do the next dance next week. Brilliant. Gentlemen, please, if you'll just calm down, I'll explain how this is going to work. This is the Extra Hot Great Podcast, episode 63 for the week of March 23rd, 2015. I am B613 Bopper David T. Cole, and I'm here with partisan apostropedic polka Sarah D. Bunting. Bunchika Oompa. Cha-Cha Chardonnay Guzzler, Tara Ariano. It's not Chardonnay, it's Pinot Noir. And classic soul sambaist, Kim Reed. It's a vertical expression of a horizontal desire. <laughs> uh, we're very excited to have first-time guest Kim here. But first, uh, we need to announce the phrase that doesn't pay has been guessed. It was guessed by Moo Moo Chainsmoker, and it was leftover pizza. Yeah. Can I explain what happened last week? Because it was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. The first time we forgot to actually say the phrase that doesn't pay in the show itself. And it, yeah, and it's usually Tara or Sarah that do it. I forget immediately that we were doing it uh, because, you know, I have an 80-year-old brain. And uh, so I had to put it in post as a clip during game time. So if you're wondering why there was like one clip during game time, that's why I had to uh, search for a show that used the term leftover pizza. It was blackish and we put it in game time. Uh, Mumu uh, Chainsmoker got it, right? Yes, I yes. already said that. Okay. So the new phrase is in effect, yes? Correct. All right. We have not said it yet. Or have we? Oh. So uh, welcome, Kim Reed. Hi. Yes! Welcome. <laughs> Kim will be known to listeners of the Mark One version of the podcast as the frequent contributor of the most awesome thing she saw on TV this week. Um, but now she is also a previously TV contributor covering two shows that are currently on. And since one of them premiered this week, we thought this would be a good time to speak to Kim about Dancing with the Stars. Yay. Live. <laughs> we are Can speaking live. my enthusiasm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you think of uh, of the new crop of the season 20, right? This is their big it is anniversary season, season 20. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. I have covered on one platform or another, uh, 19 out of the 20 seasons. My God. Yes. Um, so it's been a while. And I also remembered, I don't know if you guys remember this, the very first episode of the show ever I watched with Tara and Sarah at my house. That's right. Do you guys oh remember gosh. that? Yeah. That was the with Joey McIntyre. Yes. The very first, uh, the first season when Joey McIntyre was on and delightful. And I think yes. that's the only reason that, I at least consented to watch it that I was like, I love that guy. Let's, yeah. Let's yeah, give yeah. it a look. Well, and it yeah. was only, there were only like six of them that season too. It was like, they had no idea how big it was. They didn't know get. what they were doing. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this season, so this season's premiered. We've watched the, we watched the premiere by the time people listen to this, the first uh, dancers will have been voted out. Yes. Uh, who, do you have a prediction who you think it's going to be? Who's going to get voted out first? Probably Charlotte McKinney. Okay. Because Which one is who? she? She's big boob model? Yes. Okay. She was in like a commercial and she has boobs. That's as far as I can yeah, tell. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, that was like, I, most people know me from the Carl Jr.'s ad. I'm like, there are like 10 Carl Jr. ads with buxom ladies in cowboy costumes eating burgers. 
Why well, would and also, we don't even get Carl's Jr. ads in the Northeast, I don't think, except uh, like if it was on the Super Bowl, but... Well, Tim, let me tell you, they're sloppy eaters and they drip things on their boobs. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Well, unless you're new to those boobs, which it's Hollywood, anything's possible. (laughs) Sure. Like figure out how to operate your boobs slash talk to wardrobe about how to operate your boobs. Like they're not even that. Oh, my God. I wish operate your boobs was the phrase that doesn't (laughs) pay so much. <laughs> it's true. It's she whoa, can't she can't whoa, be the first dancing whoa. with the stars star to have first boob big boobs, including the actual like ringer dancers are yeah. not flat chested either. So I don't no, know why that was no. such a big deal, other than as you said in your post, like that's all she had to talk about. Yeah. Because she was so Kim, o- over over the course of the series, uh how much of a drop has the celebrity uh, a, you know the the listing of celebrities dropped. Like, did we start at C and we're at D minus now? No. Did we start at you B? Know, funny and we're you at- should ask because it, it, people always say that every season when the announcement comes out, you know, those like dancing with a quote unquote stars. <laughs> right. Like, I've never heard of these people. Yeah, here's the thing: it happens every season. Yeah. I mean, the first season, the people who won was the girl from General Hospital. Yep, and um, the guy who played Jay Peterman on Seinfeld. Yes. Then hosted Family Feud. Yes. Right. Um, and the National Dog Show. Right. So it's it's not like it started out with George Clooney and Angelina Jolie, and <laughs> right. now it's, you know. But did they have, Willis like, and, commercial stars in season one? I mean. Well, there were only six um, in season one. I don't even remember who all of them were. Yeah. One of them was an, no. there was an NFL star that season, too, if I recall correctly. I mean, I knew who three, three of the people were, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you knew who I, the Rumor other thing Willis is, was. I never sure if I don't know who the people are because I'm old. Right. right. Like last season, I think it was last season, they had like a YouTube star who I'd never heard of, but mm. why would I? Right. I'm 42, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, you know, it maybe has dropped off a little by now. I think there probably was a peak where the show was getting still getting really good ratings and people saw it as sort of a comeback vehicle perhaps and it has been for some people like i and Zering got hosting a host gig on some other dancing show yeah from, and from sure. NATO. so right. it, it was never quite i mean it seems to me that a show like circus from the stars was a circus from the stars circus of the stars <laughs> of the stars <laughs> yeah. uh, oh my god from the oh, it'll be like Battlestar galactica with clowns <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> but that show seemed to have like maybe like half a tier up from what this show is and they seemed like comparable shows and it just seemed like this show just maybe they had too many celebrity celebrities right going. but isn't with circus of the stars if i recall correctly it was a different cast in every episode it wasn't like there was a whole season. a whole season so it wasn't so much of a get commitment someone to come and do a week yeah, on something that makes whereas sense. this is like a time commitment yeah. but kim's saying like this is we're not too far off the mark this season from past seasons yeah, I mean, maybe as, a slight drop yeah but not it's not like they ever have had anybody who okay. is super famous. They always have some former reality stars right. and some former athletes or current athletes and some old ladies who want to be sexy again and yeah. some young ingenues who want to dance with Derek Huff. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty much the same every season. And there's always a few you've never heard of. And that's what it is. You right. know, right, right, right. do they make the do they make the bachelor and the bachelorette do it? Do you suppose like do you think that's in their bachelor contract that it's like if you don't have two left feet you have to like you have to do it i'm sure they maybe want to. i don't know i don't know i think the i think only two bachelors have done it 
this season and there was one previous, I think. And then a couple of former bachelorettes. One yeah. of them, Melissa, I think, won one season. And mm. I think Trista was on once. Yeah, I remember Trista. And uh, maybe, I don't know. I, I you mean, know, if you ask like a reality so show star to do it, they'll do it. Well, that's it's the in thing. their DNA. Yes. Like, if you're the kind of person who wants to go on The Bachelor, yeah. you're the kind of person that will do whatever. I have to think. And I'm sure they pitch it to him as like, this is the logical next step. Now right. that you've done The Bachelor, you know, if you want to keep a high profile in Hollywood, you've got to be out there and everybody watches the show. No, they don't. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my theory. Yeah. Willow Shields is actually a pretty big get, I thought. Was that her name? Fields? Yes. Uh, Shields? Yep. Fields? Shields. Um, even though Dave, when he w- was like, I have no idea who that was. I was like, we just watched Mockingjay like a week and a half ago. <laughs> like We just watched it. And he was like, didn't she get killed off in the first one? No. <laughs> anyway, I always think it's kind of unfair when they have people that are like at her level. Because like someone who's a former child star, and I said this while we were watching it, has probably been in dancing lessons like since they were four, you know. Like yeah. someone who's who's been groomed for some kind of stardom has probably like at least learned tap and stuff. She was pretty good, as you said in your post. Yeah, well, it's also it's sort of like uh, Zendaya was yeah. on mm-hmm. won her season, um, and same thing. You know, it's like, well, yeah, she's been performing since she was three. Yeah, you know, singing, dancing, whatever. There's always a couple ringers, and uh, sometimes it, go, you know, you have to remember that the public votes. So sometimes that goes against them because people sort of get annoyed. Like, well, of course you're good because you've, you know, done this before. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it works for them, but you know, you never know. So let's talk about speaking of that, the multiple amputee. Okay. <laughs> you you sort of were in your post. You were like. I don't really know how to judge him on dancing. And it's true. Like he does not have some of, you know, what are considered the minimum requirements for ballroom. Dancing. You know what I was surprised at about him was that his knee didn't have like it gave after a certain amount of bending. Like it just seemed to like it didn't have any resistance after a certain point. Remember when he was in the instruction room? Yeah. And yeah. he demonstrated. I thought that was really odd. I, I kind of feel like that is something that we could fix. Yeah. Doesn't well, that seem Amy, odd? Yeah. Amy Purdy was on, I think, two seasons ago. I, it's all, I don't remember. Last season or two seasons ago. And she had lost both of her legs below the knee. And so that's what he what he was saying was yeah. it, she went really far. I think she ended up coming in third. She made it to the finals, I think. But she had more flexibility because she still had her natural knee. Right. Um, and this guy doesn't have that. He lost his leg above the knee. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Dave. I was surprised that they don't have better. Maybe I've been spoiled by like robot movies or something. Right. But I, <laughs> I, I felt like he should have a better prosthetic that was more bendable if he's going to dance. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. what about when because he- Heather Mills was on Ugh. seasons and seasons. I know. <laughs> I know, but she also had an, an a prosthetic leg. But yes. I don't recall hers having any articulation really at all. No, hers was more like like a mannequin leg. Yeah. You know, it just looked like a real leg, whereas Amy Purdy used those, the ones like that runners use. Right. Right. You know, it's so. like uh, 1970s Star Wars figures versus uh, 2000 Star Wars figures. <laughs> More articulation. It's exactly yes. like that yes. in every way. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to mm-hmm. say. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about uh, setting ABC, setting up old people to fail? Because I, I thought that <laughs> was a little Bell. cruel that uh, they would bring somebody of that age. I mean, God bless her for doing it, 
Are but, you speaking of Patty LaBelle or Suzanne Summers uh, or both? Patty LaBelle. I think Suzanne Summers seemed to have a little more pep in her step still, mm-hmm. but yeah. Patty LaBelle just seemed to be kind of walking, walking to, to various parts of the stage. Yeah. Well, well, and there's, you know, well, Suzanne doing, Summers advertises the thigh master right. and Patty LaBelle advertises the diabetes, diabetes medication. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, really? I think, but they yeah. were obviously grading on such a steep curve for Ms. LaBelle. I was like, it, this is almost worse well, in a way. See, that's why I have a problem with this, like at his base, which is like Kate's got a problem with the integrity of dancing. I do. I actually, <laughs> but I do. But but I but I feel like they are setting her up to fail. That it's a little cruel. Um, that they're going to patronize her for a few weeks and then boot her. I bet that is the pattern with old people. Well, the judges don't boot them. The, the viewers do. Oh, right, right. But like. I kind of feel like I want dancing with the stars and then like, I just want all the stars to dance really good. <laughs> like, I don't want, I think that's what well, they wait, want too, I don't but want, everyone can't dance well. But Dave. I don't want the voice with like some 80 year old prospector coming on singing because they want one old guy. <laughs> okay, oh, You don't, I don't want, want that. I don't want that. I'm well, maybe I want that. that. No, wait, wait, well, wait. Now I kind of want I that. I want the, okay, wait. I want you the want prospector. You want the guy from Gravity Falls with the Band-Aid on his beard yes. to come and be a contestant okay. on The Voice. Bad example, Dave. <laughs> you want the guy from Carvel. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Singing some sort of turkey language. Singing a cookie puss song. <laughs> okay, but obviously these people are picked for their celebrity first their yeah. dancing ability second yes. i get that yes. but it just seems really unfair to some well, of if people. everyone was a good dancer there wouldn't really be much of a show well i mean right? but if it, if it was a show about good dancing it would just be the dancers dancing with each other sure but like what a difference between you know your 30 year olds in the show and a 70 year old I don't think it's fair that men and women celebrities are judged against each other personally. I, just, I feel like it should be sex segregated because the men have to do so much less work than the women, really. Like, there's a lot of men dance moves where it's just like you're standing to the side pointing at your partner. Mm. Yes. Or she's like That's doing a, a big point. swirl around you and you just stand there and shake your butt a little bit. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. I will say to Dave's point about the older celebrities um, that there have been older celebrities who've gone really far on the show. Jane Seymour. Like uh, Jerry Springer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can't think of her name right now. You know, the old lady who's not Betty White. Oh, um, Cloris Leachman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Cloris Leachman. <laughs> well, you knew who I was talking about. I did. Absolutely. They, they the, both went the other one. way further than their dancing skills should ha- should have taken them. Yeah. I think because people start to feel bad for them. And the judges know this is why if they America give somebody a vote. really low score, oftentimes, just like on American Idol, there's sort yeah. of a rebound effect where people are like, I'll show those judges. I'm going to mm-hmm. vote for that person, even though they got a low score and they end up sticking around longer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in conclusion, American public dumb. There. <laughs> It goes back. You can't you you can't have a show based on skill where America votes because it it's it's too much of a popularity contest. Come on, America, you know this. <laughs> can we, can so I just, ask a question about Aaron Andrews? Yes. <laughs> why, why? Why is Aaron Andrews? Is Aaron Andrews? Yeah. Okay. Because first, my of all, man T. Burge does not need the help. No, he, he does not. She's the third female co-host that they've had, and she's the best by far. Of the three that they've had. Wow. Yeah. She's, well, prior to this, it was Brooke Burke. Yep. 
um, who was terrible. Yeah. Like she nope. clearly, she was so awkward. Like at least Aaron Andrews seems like she's really asking questions and having a conversation with the people. Her job is to interview the dancers right after they are done dancing before they get their scores. That's basically what she does. Right. And she actually seems like she's paying attention to the show and has some idea what's going on and is having a conversation, has a rapport mm-hmm. with the dancers. And has Whereas experience. Rick always and... seemed like she was being fed lines through a headset and just robotically <laughs> repeating them. And they both were former contestants on the show, right? Yes. They had been dancing. And then there was a girl, Samantha something, was like the first two seasons, but whatever. She was. Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember that. The Katie Lee Joel of... Uh... So talking about actual dancing, actual skill, uh, picks for who you think should go the furthest. I mean, it's impossible to project project who will go the furthest, I think. But let's hear our favorite dancers so far. I was really impressed with Michael Sam. Kim Kim said in her, and he got dinged on this in his judging too, that he was like slightly ahead of the beat. But he has some decent natural ability. So I was I was impressed by him. I think he could go far. Sarah? Um, the shark, I think. Oh. Hmm. I, I want the shark to go far just to see how many money things they do. How <laughs> they can do it. Because they got they can do gold coins, they can do bank transfers. <laughs> I just want to see them every week, like a new kind of, you know, financial transaction based. An auction. Dance. Yeah, an auction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dave. Yeah, that oh, guy. that's your pick. Yeah. Sick. Kim? Um, I think it is going to be, I think Rumor Willis is probably, I mean, it's hard to tell from one week because they only need to do one type of dance, but she was the best by far the first week. Um, Riker Lynch might get the, you know, teeny bopper Oh, I thought vote. he was awful. He was so stumpy. Weirdly, that, that vote tends to take people pretty far. He's sort of like, usually whoever Derek or and or Mark are partnered with, tends to go far because people are voting for Derek and Mark, not their partner sometimes. Right. right. Um, and I feel like Riker is, I mean, Derek and Mark are getting a little, you know, old, old, older, shall we say for dancers. They're not like the 20 year olds they were when the show started. So I think he could slide in and take some of those votes away from them. Even if he's not the best dancer, which he's not. Which one was he? He was the like punk rocker kind of dude. Blonde. Blonde. Oh, yeah. him. Okay. That, that dance like yeah. my friend Billy Idol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that guy's got a... Derek and Julianne's second cousin, so that doesn't hurt. Uh, I'm kind of embarrassed I was called out to uh, <laughs> the integrity of uh, Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Oops. All right. Can we move on to Scandal now? Sure. Uh, I have a question about Scandal. Yeah. Uh, speaking about why is X. Why is Why Huck? is Huck? Why is Huck? Why is Huck? Why is Guillermo Diaz? Why? Oh my God! He is so so one note in this role, and has been for a, kind of a while, but especially now. And like after the last episode, like he he got to go. I I've ha- I said while we were watching it, this has to be like step one on the path of he gets murdered because I, I don't know how else his storyline can end. Unity? Right? Yeah. Am I crazy? Uh, no, no. I don't know what this character is doing on the show still. I don't understand like what purpose he is filling. I don't understand. It doesn't look like he's going anywhere. 
nobody cares about his home life nobody because he's a terrible person family at all and like i don't buy that he can be rehabilitated so if that's no. the arc no thank you no and especially not now like originally he was set up as like he's he was olivia's pet project and she was gonna fix him like we know by now she can't fix anybody i mean when you think she about can't it fix herself like what character hasn't hit a dead end in this show yeah right i mean like fitz and olivia they had their Melly. like uh yeah Melly, good call yeah i think you're right i mean everybody else seems to have like gone in circles a few times already with their character traits Certainly the Fitz and Olivia thing, as I said in Ugh. Twitter, after the 10th, <laughs> 10th breakup, you get the next one free. Uh, and like all the gladiators seem to be like spinning their wheels, Cyrus. I mean, it's just like they went so far and so crazy and they pulled back now, which I appreciate because I actually do like it when they're fixing things. But like, I think you're right. Millie's the only one that is seems to have room to grow. Can we talk about Olivia and Fitz for a second, Kim? Because you took over writing about Scandal for me this season. And mm-hmm. you, one of your very dear friends, is 100% on the wrong side of history with regard to Fitz. Talk about what it's like when you're writing about the show, knowing that Mary Clifton is still <laughs> rooting for them against all odds and logic. Well, and she's hardly the only one. Oh, I know. know. I know. There's a, a large contingent of out course. there. She's the just world. the one we chose to call out by name and make fun of. <laughs> she <laughs> knows I say know. it with love. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, you know, here's here's how I balance it. I in the recap or in the particle itself, I I spew all my venom about how much I hate Fitz <laughs> and how what a dork he is, yeah. and how terrible they are together, and how I hate Olivia with him. Etc. Now he's being terrible uh, behind and, her back as well with Jake, as as we saw in the latest episode too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 not a good president. They can tell me a million times how how great of a president he is. He's not. He's not a good person. He's not that cute. And uh, mm, I don't cute. get it. But now he's not. I had a crush on that bro for twenty years. <laughs> this show killed it. I mean, the character the makes him less it. cute. Yes. But then I try to pick a picture, a screenshot to go with that section that's like Olivia and Fitz about to make out. And that's my little <laughs> head nod to Mary. Like, I know I'm going to say some shit you're not going to like. So here's a, a nice picture for you to look at. <laughs> that's really considerate of you. Well, I try. I'm a good friend. All right. So we're, we're as long as we all agree, Huck is the worst character on the show. 100% the Pierce of the show. <laughs> he's he's actually eclipsed Quinn as the most useless for me. That's yeah. something. Oh, wait, can I and just that's say, something. Go ahead. That um, I said this in my particle last week, but once you decide that he sounds just like Cookie Monster, yes! you can't not hear it. Oh my god! As soon as you, I saw that in your post, you, you fucking nailed it to yeah. the wall. You nailed it. He totally does. He's yep. Cookie Monster. Oh my totally. god! He want puck, want cookie. Here's the here's the problem too with him, which is really more of like a Shonda problem, but it's like the magic eye painting sort of like once it's resolved for you you can't like unsee what you now see there in 3d yeah my husband who like super hates especially huck but the entire show to the point where i finally quit watching it like he was just like they all speak the same way yeah. in the exact same rhythms they had the exact same speeches da 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 and it's particularly redonk with huck or rehuculus whatever you want to say <laughs> Because he, like, Diaz can't punch his weight. And for years, 
I didn't really notice. Or I was like, oh, whatever. Like, they're all totally committed to Shonda dialogue and I can live with it. But once you see how bad he is and how little they, like, on the dialogue level differ from each other, any of them, it's just like, you can't unsee it. And I I finally just had to quit the show. That and Fitz being the world's most gigantic douche. I just couldn't (laughs) deal with it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me just say two things that I think I, I still admire about the show, despite it being ridiculous and hating most of the characters. Um, one is I admire that uh, the episode they did two weeks ago with the guy in the lawn chair. Yes. That was sort of a commentary on Ferguson mm-hmm. and racism. And I don't know any other show on TV, on network television right now that would have done that and handled it as well as they did. It was oversimplified because it is still an hour long network drama. Like there's a lot to be said on that topic and you can't cover it in 42 minutes, but I did feel like they showed a lot of sides of the issue and handled it pretty well. And then also throughout the season, but especially in the most recent episode, um, some really feminist ideas. Yeah, that's true. I'm not seeing on other shows either about how, you know, you don't need a man, you know, how, about how the media treats women in power um, and how women can have sexual agency. Um, so they're just concepts that I'm not really seeing addressed on other shows that this show is sort of taking on head on. I really liked the, Abby's rant about that. I thought it was yeah. really good. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think they, there were definitely the lip service was paid to those ideas in previous seasons, which, was completely undercut whenever there was a season of or a scene of, you know, live and fucking fits dry humping. But <laughs> I mean Or regular humping. Or regular humping for that matter. But <laughs> but yeah, I do I do think that it's it, you know, it's stopped giving those speeches to Olivia, which is a good thing because she no longer is qualified to <laughs> stand up for herself that way because she's already been so badly undercut by, you know, her own stupid love decisions and stuff. This this episode accepted with her new uh, hot piece of ass that she picked up in a bar. Yeah, so I agree with you well, in the in the in your as you said in the post. I'm not sure this is the greatest idea for someone who's just gotten back from kidnapping. And I also thought when she was like, "Let's go back to my place," like, "No, go to a hotel." What is? Why would you bring him to your actual house? But whatever. I suppose yeah. that's supposed to be her having healed. Yeah. Well, I think that um, when Lena Dunham's character said that speech to Olivia about, Mm -hmm. you know, you used to be this and you're not anymore. I thought that was a pretty radical thing for someone to say to the main character of a show. Yeah, for sure. Because she's right. She was totally right in what Mm -hmm. she said. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. You know, I was just thinking as I was watching it, this is kind of unusual. Yeah. Uh, On the subject of Lita Dunham. (laughs) uh... (laughs) Yeah. Tari Arietta, wake up. Yeah, that was a bad wig. She was on um, Late Night with Seth Meyers last week and said that that wig was her idea. Why? Why was it her idea? First of all, I hope she didn't pick was up that Was it supposed to be a wig one. in show? No, I think she just was like, I want her to have this kind of hair okay. for this character. Very good. But I don't know why it had to look so cheap. It was really weird. Yeah, I was, it was bad. Yeah, I mean that's not a cheap show. I mean, maybe Shondaland has already spent all their wig money on the 
good wig that Annalise wears on how to get away with murder, but they could have at least like lent it to her or something. Or like Melly's hair extensions or whatever. Melly's got a lot of hair going on. I think that's a wig too. So that's let's get bad too. Yeah. Woolly. Let's yeah. give the, let's give the final word to Millie. Uh where do we want to see that story go? Anybody? Melly? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'd love to see her run and win. I, I like that they've rehabilitated the Portia de Rossi character by putting the two of them together. That's a really smart move, I thought. Is she going to win? Kim? Uh, I, you know, that's one area. That's maybe the one area that I'm actually interested in going forward, the one storyline. I don't really give a crap about B613 and whatever happens there. But I am interested in seeing what happens with Mally if she runs, if she wins, if she doesn't win. I mean, she has to win, right? Because otherwise, how does the show continue? But right. then I've thought that before and they've found a way around it. So who knows? I hope that it doesn't actually start really happening until next season, though, because I have a uh, wigged female political candidate exhaustion from The Good Wife. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Seriously. I don't think it will. She's supposed to be just running for Senate now. So I feel, yeah. you know, they just Fitz just got reelected. So I don't think it will happen until next season. Very good. Hi, Livy. Hi, Mom. We just finished watching season 10. Nope. Season 8. <laughs> episode <laughs> 10. Of Face Off. Yep. <laughs> Can you describe the challenge for me, please? This challenge, they were making, um, they were making superheroes and applying them onto themselves. Oh, boy. That sounds difficult. I think it was difficult. The judges even said they thought it was the most difficult challenge yet. Do you think it would be harder to apply stuff, makeup to yourself or to somebody else? I would think myself, because like doing on someone else, I could see what I'm doing. When I'm doing it on myself, it's just a little hard. Yeah, and uh, because it's so hard, we, we saw one contestant practice on herself, right? Yep, Emily did. Did she like the first thing she did on herself? No, but she had a second color in mind in case she didn't like, and that was the one that she really stuck to. And it turned out that that was a good move, right? Yep, because Stephanie wanted to do blacks and whites and grays, and instead it just turned into a yucky vampire um, blue color. And she, But she didn't uh, practice first, so she didn't have the chance to fix it. Right. Who won this week? Um, Logan did. What What was his uh, makeup? He um was like superhero from a dragon land, but still a human. He had wings and stuff. Those wings were pretty cool, huh? Yeah, they looked like dragon wings. Mm-hmm. He was like a, a guy from the past when there were dragons, and he used to protect dragons, and now he protects people. Uh. Point of order. <laughs> there were no dragons in the past, Leah. <laughs> yeah. That seems like what he said. It's not a science. Okay. <laughs> um, and who is. He actually did say that in his comp set making. In his what? Um, comp set? How do you. Concept? Concept. I see. Yes, in his concept. <laughs> okay. Concept making. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, who lost this week? Stephanie. And hers was kind of a, you already said it was kind of a comic booky thing. And it's kind of like an old lady. 
Yeah, and you said that when you were watching her, and then the the judge, judge said that you look like an old lady with red eyes. Yep, <laughs> it was like they were in your brain. <laughs> Who was your very favorite this week? Um, my favorite was Adam. What did Adam do? He did. Um, could I see the paper? I forget <laughs> what he did. Well, what did he look like? Um, he looked like a guy. Yep. That has um lots of um shield stuff on him, and then he with like a cape, I think, and a mask, and he even took buckets and p- stuck them on his hands and moved to Japan and started protecting people there. <laughs> yep, he was kind of a silly su- superhero. Yeah, and he-, he looked like a Japanese Iron Man meets Mega Man. If you haven't yeah. seen the show, yeah. Stayed in character during all the uh, questions from the judges. Do you know what stays in character means? No. That's, he didn't stop pretending that he was the superhero <laughs> that he invented and turn into Adam again. He was always the superhero. <laughs> it was silly. But uh, we, had, we were afraid for a few minutes there, right? Because one of our very favorites was in the bottom. Emily. That was almost very sad. <laughs> almost. What did she do? She did. Um, she was the daughter of nature, and she protects and heals animals. I don't know if they told us this before, but we learned something about why she does such beautiful hair all the time. Because um, of her mom. What's her mom do? She makes wigs. So it all makes sense now. Yep. But there is also another thing about the wigs. One of the judges, Venial was sort of getting tired of the fancy hairdo. Yeah, so Emily might have to relax with those. She might, but she can still do hairdos, but not big, puffy ones. Yes, one of the judges, I think Glenn, said that she looked like uh, Marge Simpson was being um, Poison Ivy. And I know you don't know who either of those are, but it will make (laughs) sense to the people listening to this. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, What was your very favorite part of this episode? When we actually saw the competitive characters. The contestants. Contestants. Like themselves turning into the superheroes. Right. They do a kind of a morphing where they turn your regular face and it switches into the character. Yeah. And you you were giggling the whole time, weren't you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you were on this challenge and you had to make a superhero... What would you? What would your power be, and what would you look like? My power would be um, strength, and I would still have beauty into the makeup, mm-hmm. <laughs> and also not go too over with the strength. But I mean, like, not like what they do in books when you take the chest and make it look all muscly. No, not like that. No. It would be internal strength, strength inside, so you would look the same, but you'd be super powerful? Yeah. I see. Well, thank you for speaking with me this week, Liv. You're welcome. Talk to you later. See you next time. Give me a slang name for policeman. Dick. All right, everybody. <laughs> it is Dick Week on Previously. Is it ever. 
Uh, it's already started. We're recording this Monday morning. We're already well into Dick Week. Mm-hmm. Lots of really fun stuff going up on the site. We thought Deep into Dick Week. You mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we thought. <laughs> <laughs> Reset. Yeah. Uh, we thought we would, uh, in honor of Dick Week, uh, just go around the table and uh, talk about our favorite TV dicks. And uh, I'll go first. And uh, maybe the most apropos choice, I'm going to guess, my favorite TV dick is Dr. Cox. Ah, nice. (laughs) Good one. From Scrubs. Good Uh, choice. I have sung his praises before. He's a, uh, he's, um, he's not a mean, well, he's, he's a stern character. Yes, but he's not mean spirited necessarily. Like, for its own sake. Okay. Right? It's a teaching tool with sure. Dr. Cox. And he can be a son of a tool. bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you get a long bang for your buck with Dr. Cox. Mm-hmm. Um, always been my favorite kind of uh, jerk on TV. Um, mostly because, you know, JD deserves it all the time because he's a dink. Yeah. And uh, I just really uh, admire the character. And um, Tara, what's your pick? I may get into this more on the site later this week, but I have to go with Roger Sterling of Mad Men. A classic dick, if ever there was one, and so lovable that you can continue to love him even after he cheats on his first wife, cheats on his second wife, performs a a routine at an event in blackface. It's not really okay, even in the early or mid-60s, whenever it was then. Um, Just a scumbag, uh, but I I love him so. I don't really. I can't really defend it. It's not defensible. Kim, uh, I went with someone who is both a dick and of a dick, which is uh, Detective Frank Pebbleton from Homicide: nice. Life on the Street. Yep. Nice, uh, played by Andre Brower. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, Detective Pebbleton is a really good detective and uh, a really good police, as they would say in Balmer. Um, he is not a super nice guy to his partner for most of the series, uh, which is Tim Bayless. Um, and he is so angry that he actually ends up having a stroke in the box when he's interrogating a, a suspect. Um, and you might think, oh, after he has this you know, close brush with death, he'll probably soften up. Nope, he does not. He remains very stern, very taciturn, very angry. Uh, thinks he's smarter than everybody else, might be smarter than everybody else, and kind of a dick. So that's why I chose him. Sarah, you are the the brain. This dick week is your brainchild, so you should finish this <laughs> off. Uh, I also went with some uh, double penetration action. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny Van Lowe, who is oh, a dick. Nice. Oh, nice. And a dick. And wears members-only jackets. <laughs> I trust my work is done here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time to go around the dial, Tariana. Uh, <laughs> Hi. Uh, speaking of strokes. I'm your I wife. I was just going to say. Um, a few weeks ago, we had a mini topic that was about uh, reality twists we would like to see, and mine was uh, that I would like more transparency on Catfish. And my wish, in a way, has come true. Uh, Neve Shulman has just launched his own podcast, which is called In Real Life. I assume it's called that and not Catfish the Podcast because... He's trying to 
look ahead to what his brand is going to be after Catfish, which <laughs> I can I can spoiler alert this one. You will not have one. Uh, <laughs> anyone who read his book knows there's there's nothing else there. He's he's going to be done when this is over. But anyway, for now, um, this podcast is him sitting down with his co-host for the week. I assume it's going to be Max every week once Max comes back, which is after this week, um, talking about the episode that they've just recorded and giving inside tidbits about stuff that happened that didn't make it into the episode. Hot scoop. Yeah. Well, I've only listened to the to <laughs> the Tyler Oakley one and the Angel Hayes one. And on the Angel Hayes one, they actually like got um, Harold back on the phone to get more information from him about like what had actually happened after the podcast, but or after the episode. But um, it's there's a lot of uh, stuff about like the making of the show that I'd never considered. But once they say it, it was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, for example, if someone is using a stolen photo and they don't know who it was stolen from and they can't get permission from whoever it is to use it on TV, they just have to find another random photo that kind of looks like that. So apparently the photo that our, that Harold had been going off with his relationship with Armani for like years was even smaller and blurrier and like harder to make out than what we saw on the show. And there was only the one so that when he showed them in real life, they were like, what the fuck? This is what you're basing your entire loving relationship with this person on anyway. Um, and then in the latest one with Tyler Oakley, we got to find out about what I, I have to change it in the post cause I misheard it, but apparently it was not that Daisy was big in the vaping community. Her sister is big in the vaping community and she's, <laughs> she's just like working off the reflected glow of being the sister of someone who's big in the vaping community. Um, but anyway, we also found out that apparently, uh, Daisy and Marcus had sex during their time together, which also did not make it on the show. So if you are into catfish, I can't really recommend that you listen to this podcast. I'll continue <laughs> listening to it and telling tell you like anything interesting that comes up. However, it is kind of actually legitimately interesting. So if you would like to know more about how catfish is made, uh, listen to it in real life. Kim. Okay. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, an ESPN 30 for 30 doc that aired just over a week ago on Selection Sunday uh, called I Hate Christian Leitner. And for you non-sportsy types, Hi. Christian Leitner was a <laughs> basketball player, college basketball player who played for Duke in the early 90s and then went on to have a pretty terrible professional career. But while he was at Duke, they were very good. They won two championship titles. And he was sort of the poster boy for what everyone hated. Not everyone. Fine. Most people hated right about thinking Duke. people. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he it fits in with Dick Week because he was a dick. <laughs> and uh, the documentary goes into sort of breaks down all of the reasons why people hated him, including things like that he's white, uh, that they thought he was rich because most of the people who go to Duke are pretty well off. He actually was more working class. He's from Buffalo, New York, actually. Shout out to Joe Reed. <laughs> and uh I think the best thing that the documentary had going for it, too, was that Christian Leitner actually participated, which I think was a pretty ballsy move to agree to be interviewed for a documentary called I Hate Christian Leitner. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also he kind of owned it. Like he kind of was like, yeah, I was a dick, but you know what? We won. I was good and we won. So suck it, people. Um <laughs> which I, you had to kind of admire. So I came away from it. They also interviewed a lot of people who hate him, including people who have blogs called things like Duke sucks and 
I hate Duke. Um, but you kind of came away from it going, you know, there were reasons that people hated him, but he's not the devil. Uh, he's a person. Um, they glossed over some of his post Duke career probably wisely. Uh, but it was really interesting. And I think even I've seen some people say who don't even follow sports or college basketball, but they did watch the documentary because the 30 for 30s tend to be pretty good um, that they enjoyed it. So I would give a thumbs up to I Hate Christian Leitner. Nice. Sarah. Um, I can't exactly give a thumbs up to series two of Broadchurch um, because what I realized after uh, doing a particle of the of last week's um, is that it's so well acted pretty much across the board that I didn't realize that kind of nothing is happening. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like it's it's the third episode and you know like this this trial which makes no sense is kind of crawling along and they're being extremely like to a the following degree opaque about people's motivations and what actually happened and what is actually wrong with uh, Jocelyn the Crown's attorney and it's like just you know we're, like we're in we're good just just tell us what's going on have things happen. But the cast is so amazing. Uh, David Tennant, Olivia Coleman, especially Jodie Whittaker, who is playing the worst character. <laughs> Beth is such a dick. Like, it used to be kind of a, like, she was relatable, but you would still cringe because she was, like, being an irrational dick. Now she's, like, just nonstop throbber all the time. But Jodie Whittaker is really great, so... You kind of don't notice. Um, I will say, honorable mention uh, to James Darcy, uh, who is maybe a villain, maybe is going to be on the side of the good guys, but is so much better in this than anything I've ever seen him in. And I kind of wish that Jamie Dornan could be poochied out of the fall <laughs> and replaced with Darcy because he's so much better and cuter and is not of the charisma uh, of a chewed on pencil eraser. <laughs> I'm not a crackpot. <laughs> I liked him in Agent Carter. He was good in that. James Who, Darcy, Darcy or yeah, Dornan? Yeah, James Darcy. No, James yeah. Dornan is not in Agent Carter. <laughs> I thought there was a follow-up there. No, I was just she, she was saying it was, that it was better than she'd ever anything she'd ever seen him in. I was well, just I'd seen him that too. As you may know, on Previously TV, we have a daily feature called "King of Disparate TV Things Mountain," in which one thing goes up against the champion. We see who wins. Continue tomorrow, and uh, as of this recording, yesterday. A uh, Vincent Price's board game Affinity actually won over a Supernatural entry, which surprised me. That is astonishing. Yes. Uh, so uh, to honor this win, I am going to play a PSA from the era in which Vincent Price was doing his board game commercials, the 70s. And it is a PSA that scared the shit out of me as a kid and I think channels Vincent Price. Home is full of lots of things that children shouldn't touch. Home is full of bad things that can hurt you very much. Now there's a man whose face is green that you ought to get to know. He'll warn you when danger's coming fast or slow. Get to know his face in every single place. When you see it, you'll know quick. Things marked yuck make you sick, 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 sick. 
the shit out of me when I was four years old. <laughs> but that wasn't Vincent Price. So no, it nothing wasn't. to do with it just other than the time. It just reminded me of I Vincent see. Price. Got it, got it. And these were uh, green yucky face stickers that parents would stick on all the like, you know, the bleach under the sink and stuff like that. So kids would know not to uh, open it up and have a swig. Yeah, that was, a, that was a smart move in the 70s, whereas now we have like Tide Pods that look like fucking candy so and much fabi- that you yeah. have to put them in You ever see that uh, fabulioso uh, like Windex sort of stuff. It no. comes in like four fruit flavored colors. Oh. It, and, and there's always like every few months you hear about some kid who like drank half of it and went to the hospital. Yeah. Mr. Yuck mm-hmm. could have helped out. All right. It is time for the canon. And our guest, Kim Reed, has something for us. Take it away, Kim. Oh my God, you guys, I'm really nervous. Okay. (laughs) So first of all, let me just say that I wanted to clip everything from this episode and then anything that wasn't clipped, I wanted to quote (laughs) and I really had to rein myself in. So I apologize if this is super long, but uh, I just love it. But that is, that is hard, but that is a good sign. Absolutely. When you have something, especially comedy as you're bringing to us that you want to clip everything. Yep. Well, I did. Let's hope you guys agree. So. Over the TV wasteland that is late December and early January, I decided to do a Parks and Recreation rewatch to prepare for the series finale. And I found that this is a show that really benefits from binge watching because the writers took such care in creating the fictional Pawnee universe. And I only caught a lot of that when watching many episodes in a row. But after watching season three, episode two, flu season, I made a mental mental note that if I ever got to make a canon submission, this would be it. So here we are. So here's how it goes. The flu has hit Pawnee and Anne is busy at the hospital caring for many patients, including April, who hates her because in the previous season finale, Anne impulsively kissed Andy and April has a crush on Andy. The others are desperately trying to avoid getting the flu. Leslie, Ben, and Tom are meeting with JJ from JJ's Diner to convince him to come to a meeting for potential sponsors of the upcoming Harvest Festival. And Leslie starts coughing, but she says, oh, it's only allergies, even though she tells us in a talking head that she's already thrown up five times that day. (laughs) Back in the office, the other employees won't let Leslie meet with them in the conference room. They have her quarantined in her own office and make her teleconference in while she chugs Theraflu and insists that she's fine. And they tell her to go home and she gets mad and takes out her anger by licking everything on Jerry's desk. (laughs) And nobody cares because it's Jerry. Uh, Ron (laughs) visits April in the hospital. And she doesn't want him to tell Andy that she's there. And Ron is like, listen, I don't care about your relationship. I don't want to know anything about it. But he does need to find somebody to fill in as his assistant. And he knows he won't find someone as, quote, aggressively pathetic as April. (laughs) He has an idea. So he goes out to the shoeshine stand and finds Andy, who's busy connecting like 10 straws together to make one super straw. And then drinking as he sits in the shoeshine chair on a drink that's on the floor. Which I thought was pretty awesome. Uh, And so he gets Andy to be his assistant. Andy asks where April is and Ron says, oh, I gave her the day off. Back at the hospital, Anne runs into Chris Traeger. And at this point in the series, they have just started dating. And she notices he's wearing a surgical mask, which leads to this conversation. Clip number one. What's with the mask? Flu prevention. 
my body is finely tuned like a microchip and the flu is like a grain of sand. It could literally shut down the entire system. My body's like a chip too. Potato chip. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. No. <laughs> um, so Chris, after Anne is done berating herself, confirms that they have a date the next night and he jogs out and Anne talking heads that she really likes Chris, but he's so perfect and has no flaws and it kind of freaks her out. And she says, uh, there was one time I thought he farted, but it was me. <laughs> <laughs> So back in the office, Leslie's fading fast. She's wearing her winter coat to try to keep warm. Ben and Chris walk in, and Chris freaks out that Leslie might be sick. Tom says she's definitely sick. Tom is currently wearing a motorcycle helmet and spritzing himself with hand sanitizer to try to keep the flu away. Leslie continues to insist that she doesn't have the flu. It's just allergies. And she explains that she took a Claritin, threw it up, took another one, threw it up, but the third one stayed down. So she's clearly on the mend. And once Chris realizes how sick Leslie is, he has this reaction. Clip number two. I have to get out of here. I have 2.8% body fat. My body's like a microchip. A grain of sand could destroy it. My body's a microchip. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, microchip. Okay, so uh, Ben tells Leslie to go home. But she says she can't because she has to give this presentation to the potential Harvest Festival sponsors. And if you watch the season, you know the Harvest Festival is kind of the major arc of the season leslie trying to pull this together so ben says he'll take her to see Anne, and as they exit andy who's uh, sitting at april's desk offers some help from his computer <laughs> clip number three leslie i typed your symptoms into the thing up here and it says you could have network connectivity problems <laughs> it's my favorite part of the episode so good yeah. Yes, and everything about that line kills me. And uh, if you followed the coverage of Parks and Rec around the finale, you probably heard that uh, it was that line was improvised by Chris Pratt. <laughs> and um, either Mike Schur or um, Greg Daniels, I think it was Greg Daniels, said that it was his favorite line of the entire series. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, so I had to put it in there. Okay. Uh, at the hospital, Anne confirms that Leslie's dehydrated and has a fever of 104.1, so she's being admitted. And Ben says he'll handle the presentation with Tom. He meets with Tom to prep, but after like two seconds, Tom says, I don't want to overprepare, so I'm going to go to the spa. And Ben is gives a typical Ben reaction of like <laughs> staring at the camera like, can you believe these people? Uh, in the office, Ron's about to head out to lunch, and Andy offers to go get him a burrito. Ron says he doesn't like, quote, ethnic food, but Andy tells him about the meat tornado, which almost killed a guy last year. And Ron deadpans, you had me at meat tornado. Yeah. Speaking of Leslie week. is trying to sneak out of the hospital wearing her hospital gown, a blazer and her jeans wrapped around her neck as a scarf. Anne comes upon her and says, get back in bed. Tom is at the spa, which is called Spawny. which I thought was funny. Uh, he's yucking it up with a bunch of old white dudes and all these guys love him. And you're meant to think that Tom is goofing off and not helping Ben with the presentation or doing anything about the Harvest Festival. Anne finds Chris in one of the beds at the hospital. Turns out that he's got the flu, and he explains in clip number four. My body has no fat to protect itself from disease. Things happen very quickly. Listen to me. It's very important that you replenish my body with electrolytes after every involuntary loss of bodily fluids. Oh, boy. My body tends to lose a lot of fluids when it's sick. My brain is on fire. I'm dying. Mm. Well, you definitely have the flu. Oh, my God. The microchip has been compromised. <laughs> As you can tell, I love any reference to the microchip. <laughs> I was going to say, you clipped every microchip reference. <laughs> 
Well, it's like a little story in itself. Anyway. Totally. Uh, so back in the office, Ron and Andy are eating meat and talking about football, as you do. And Ron is so happy, both due to the meat and the manly conversation. Andy suggests going outside and throwing the football around. And as Andy runs a route, he takes a header over a parked car and sets off the alarm. And Andy and Ron run off giggling. And this scene has three of my favorite things in the show. Andy falling down, Ron running, and Ron giggling. So um, April... Back in the hospital, buzzes again to ask for more flu medicine because Leslie stole hers and left. Anne runs to Leslie's room, but Leslie's not there. She checks with Chris, and Leslie stole his medicine, too. So Leslie shows up at the hotel for the Harvest Festival presentation. She's still feverish, and now she's tripping balls on flu medicine, too. (laughs) Ben can't believe she didn't trust him to do the presentation, which leads into clip number four, I guess. You know, I find it a little insulting that you don't trust me to handle this. It's nothing. I don't trust you, okay? It's just, this Harvest Festival is my project. It's my career on the line. And I just need to make sure that I've done everything I can to make it work. Okay. It's showtime. Okay. Good evening, everyone. I'm Leslie Monster, and this is Nightline. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't open with that. No. Nope. Why don't we sit down? Yep. Okay. <laughs> So back in the office, Ron and Andy are now drinking beer and grilling inside the office while Ron (laughs) teaches Andy about why libertarianism is so awesome. So Ron's having the best day ever. Back at the hospital, Ann checks on Chris. It's not good. We get a montage of the terrible things the flu is doing to Chris's body, (laughs) which culminates in Chris looking at himself in the mirror and saying clip number six. Stop. (laughs) Pooping. (laughs) Could that could that be Rob Lowe's best moment? I mean, I loved him so much in Behind the Candelabra, but yes. Stop. <laughs> Pooping. He's so angry. I partly cho- chose that clip just because so Dave could have it for Thank future you. things. It's already in my key file. How do you know? Um, so Anne is delighted to find out that Chris is human after all, and she's not intimidated by him anymore now that she knows he has flaws like everyone else. So Tom shows up to the Harvest Festival meeting with the white dudes from the spa, and Ben's like, oh, thanks for showing up. But Tom reveals that his buddies own a couple of car dealerships, and they agreed to donate vans for the Harvest Festival. So Leslie says, all right, I'm ready to go, and she tells Tom to introduce her. Ben tries to stop her, thinking that you know she's going to introduce herself as Leslie Monster. Back at the office, Andy wants Ron's advice about dealing with April because he April won't talk to him. And against his better judgment, Ron tells Andy that April's in the hospital and Andy hugs him despite Ron's protests. <laughs> Back at the Harvest Festival meeting, Tom introduces Leslie. She goes on stage and totally knocks it out of the park, pulling it together for the speech. Ben is shocked and then impressed. And he does a talking head where he compares her to sports legends like Michael Jordan. And you can see how strong his feelings are for Leslie, even though he won't act on it until almost the end of this season. Leslie finishes her presentation to thunderous applause, but then she offers to take questions. And this happens. (laughs) Clip number seven. Thank you so much. Any questions? Yes, sir. Are we going to get the same sales tax incentives we used to? That's a very good question, sir. And I would counter with my own question, which is... Why is half of your face all swirly? Okay. Um, unfortunately, Leslie has another very important meeting right now, so if you have any other questions, you can just direct them uh, towards me. Give it up, everybody, for Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. 
Um, and to answer your question, sir, there will be sales. Uh, I think I should drive you to the hospital. Was I wearing a tiara when I came in here? Because if you happen upon it, will you have Lady Penny face retrieve it and send it post tense? <laughs> what is it about Scott Bakula that every joke about Scott Bakula that I've ever heard hits 100%? It contains a K. Yeah, yeah. comedy case. That is why. Yeah. And it sounds like Dracula, which yeah. is just inherently funny. <laughs> Blah. <laughs> so Leslie goes back to the hospital and Bren, Ben brings her waffles from JJ's diner, which do look amazing. Yeah, Made do. me want to have waffles for dinner and like after a, I watched the episode. A thing of whipped cream to go on top of it that's like the size of a tub as big of cream as the waffles. cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Andy visits April in the hospital. She's asleep and he tells her he's going to stay by her side. But then he's like, well, you could be asleep for a really long time. So he says he hopes she can forgive him and he kisses her forehead. But then he's grossed out by how sweaty her forehead is. But he says he still likes her and he leaves and April opens her eyes and smiles. She heard the whole thing. Ben visits Chris in the hospital. He's completely recovered. And Chris says that the bosses have called and given them a new assignment in a new city, but he was thinking about asking for an extension so they could stay in Pawnee. And Ben and Chris are both like, yeah, you know, just to wrap up loose ends. And by loose ends, they mean Anne and Leslie. So there's a lot to love about this episode. I initially chose it because I love it when Amy Poehler gets the chance to act drunk or delirious and talk nonsense. <laughs> and also because of the classic line, stop pooping. Yep. It wasn't until I was rewatching it for the podcast that I realized it also had the Ron, Andy, bro love subplot. And while Anne and Chris weren't always my favorite characters on the show, mostly because the writers didn't quite seem to have a handle on who they were, this episode gave us Chris's complete physical and mental breakdown, which was hilarious. And setting so much of it in the hospital gave Anne a reason to be there as the voice of reason. Tom got to show that he could treat himself to the spa and help out with the Harvest Festival. Despite the near total absence of Donna and Jerry, I feel that this episode was both typical of the show's humor and heart, with a little bit of coupley stuff thrown in for the the shippers as well as a great showcase for the top line cast comedy chops so i submit for the canon parks and recreation season three episode two flu season what say you all sarah why don't you start um good idea because what i'm about to say is going to be the um turd in our punch bowl here <laughs> um i don't watch this show on the on the rag um i've only seen two or three episodes this i felt like should have been way funnier to me than it was. I don't know why. Stop pooping is hilarious and needs to be my <laughs> ringtone. Like it's not bad and it's not boring. I just really I felt like it was a little bit like I don't know. Like the repeat like there was maybe one or two too many like Leslie is tripping like flights of dialogue. That it was like, okay, this it just felt a little lazy to me, and a little like, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna set the cast up this way, it should have been, uh, it should have been. AMC Network's Sundance Now is a premium streaming video service offering a rich selection of prestige dramas, heart stopping thrillers, and gripping true crime series from around the world. Sundance Now believes that life is more enriching when experienced through perspectives that differ from our own. Why is Sundance Now so awesome? Sundance Now's catalog includes award-winning original content, international exclusives, and hard-to-find properties at a fair price. You get premium content and no commercials for as low as $4.99 a month with an annual membership. And you can enjoy it anywhere. Sundance Now works on all your favorite devices. 
Download the app or watch online on Apple and Android devices, Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, Roku, and more. My favorite aspect of Sundance Now is their documentary library. Pop culture investigations like The Cult of J.T. Leroy, The Pussy Riot Doc, and that must-see for Project Runway fans, Bill Cunningham, New York. But the catalog is impressively deep on the true crime front, too. There are lots of films I've covered for my true crime newsletter, but just as many I haven't had a chance to watch yet, and I had to force myself not to start Valentine Road instead of recording this ad, so... Let's get to that promo code so that I can get back to the film, and you can join me free for 30 days. Start streaming your next obsession. To try Sundance Now free for 30 days, go to SundanceNow.com and use promo code EHG. That's S-U-N-D-A-N-C-E-N-O-W.com and use promo code EHG for 30 days of free streaming. Thanks, Sundance Now little funnier than it was, I think. Um, that said, I have no idea whether it's typical and I'm not going to take to the streets if it gets in the canon, which I'm sure it, it will. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a no for me. It just sort of fell flat. I don't, in spite of stop pooping and the fart line. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Dave. Huh. Um, let's just check that you're still. Okay, good. <laughs> you. All right. Um, <laughs> I always enjoy a straight character getting drunk or high or whatever, you know, that sort of thing. Amy Poehler is great at it, as Kim said. Um, Chris Traeger's moment, stop pooping. Um, again, somebody, you know, this is sort of his drunk. This is this is how we're going to see him um, off his rocker, um, only because uh nature conspired against him <laughs> i also never really got behind Anne as a character that much i was not really sad when they announced she was leaving i was sadder that rob lowe was leaving because i always enjoy sort of the cheerful he's not really a villain but he has that you know when he started he was sort of set up as the bad guy such as bad guys are on parks and rec which is just sometimes not nice <laughs> <laughs> um and um, a lot of heart as Parks and Rec does, but not like coingly so, which I th- felt like Parks and Rec would dip into too much. But uh, it's a great Parks and Rec episode. I-, I would say this is as far as its makeup, its uh, amount of heart versus comedies, pretty typical, Sarah, for Parks and Recreation, and the pl- and just the plot of it too. That you know Leslie has to overcome some kind of obstacle in order yeah. to get a government thing done. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's a great episode and uh, I laughed a lot and that's what's important. Talk. Yeah, I love this one. I won't add too much to what Dave said, except uh, I love it when Ron smiles as well. Yeah. There's one, he has one silent reaction shot where um, Andy's supposed to be transferring a call to him and he drops the call. and Ron is just delighted. Um, I also like the part where uh, Leslie is denying that she's sick when she's sitting in the hospital and saying, if I was sick, could I do this? And she just sits there. <laughs> what am I not doing it? Cartwheels. Um, and I also thought April to me was the weakest character of the show the whole way through. And at mm-hmm. least this episode gave her a reason to be uh, super duper bitchy. So, But um, also I enjoyed, the, it was one of the few Anne moments I really enjoyed when she Turns oh, on her at the end of the shift. April? Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's all I had to say. Good choice, Kim. Oh, okay. So let's put this to a vote. Sarah, you've said no. Yes. 
Correct? Yes, it's a no for me. I'm sorry. And Tara? Yes. And I'm going to say yes. So, majority rules. Parks and Rec Season 3, Episode 2, Flu Season. You are hereby inducted into the extra hot gray cannon. Americans love a winner. Yeah. And will not tolerate a loser. Nope. All right, everybody. It is time for winner and loser of the week. Tara, who's our winner? Winner is uh, collectively all the hunties who love RuPaul's Drag Race because it just got renewed for another season. What are hunties? It's just a, it's a thing they say, Dan. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> it's drag queen slang. Don't worry about it. All right. Um, this is not a shock. Obviously, this is RuPaul's Drag Race. Is, if, you know any, if you know that logo exists, it's probably because you watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, so it's it's not a big surprise. However, it's still wonderful news, and I'm very happy. Sarah, um, punties yeah. is the loser. Actually, yeah, I would have put that in the doc, but I couldn't figure out how <laughs> I should spell it. So anyway, um, James Con left uh, the upcoming sitcom. I guess it's a sitcom. Uh, it's called Fantasy Life. After the table read, he'd been attached <laughs> to the. Project oh. for I'm gonna say 41 hours. Oh my god! Um, the st- the story on Deadline.com claimed it was a scheduling conflict, but just based on the description of um, it's based on a memoir by Matthew Barry, who is ESPN's like fantasy sports guru. Mm-hmm. Pretty smart guy. I've listened to his podcast a bunch, but it's like tough and humorless Chuck, a legendary ex football player coach who's on Mitch's new team. Chuck doesn't get fantasy football since he played real football and suffered real pain. However, Mitch eventually impresses him in the former blah, 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 cliches,ville. Like, I don't think it was a scheduling conflict. <laughs> I think it was a no-quality conflict. So. <laughs> Good job, Jamie. Run for the hills. That shit sounds terrible. Um, question for you guys. Right. <clears throat> um, do you know what time it is? Time uh, to stop pooping. <laughs> like 9.30? It's game time. Oh! All right, everybody. This is the eleventh game time of the season. Man, Hard this one fought is going. Season. Yeah, um, the season champion is crowned when they reach five wins. And valued guests and Tara both have four wins coming in today's game. So no the pressure. season could end, or it could get tied three ways. That's right, because Sarah's right behind with three points. First, there was the totally rad 80s TV theme quiz. <laughs> oh, boy. Then, oh the most extreme 90s TV theme quiz, oh boy. followed by the super funky 70s TV theme quiz. Mm. Today, we bring you the cyber awesome millennial TV quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to play you, know, you I TV why themes. It took you so long to get through everything yesterday. When oh, you were working it took on a long time. Stuff. Took a long time. I watched all of Empire while Dave was working on this and wondered, is he just playing Team Fortress 2? Apparently not. Nope. I am going to play you TV themes. You're going to tell me the show. That's how it works. Okay. We have 75 <laughs> themes <laughs> to settle what could be the final game time of the season. OMG. These are all shows that aired in the aughts. Some of these shows started in the late 90s, so there's a little crossover with our most extreme 90s TV theme. Sure. Quiz. All right? Yep. 
Pretty simple. Yes. Let's yep. see who's going to go first with our person in control choosing initiative, better known as Picky 3000. We will start with Sarah. All right, Sarah. It's going <laughs> to go first, and then we'll go to Kim and then to Tara. Are we ready to play the Cyber Awesome Millennial TV theme quiz? Yes. All right. Yes. A reminder to save your answers until after the clip is done. Here we go, starting with Sarah. A long time ago, we used to be friends, but I haven't thought of you lately at all. Name that show. Veronica Mars. That is good for one point, and Sarah's on the board. Kim. Yes. Here's your first TV theme from the aughts. Theme to go insane to. What's that show? Is that Grey's Anatomy? It God. is. It Did they is even Grey's have Anatomy. that on the show anymore? I don't think. I don't know how I came up with that because I don't think so. Good job. And Tara's first theme. You ready? Yes. feels like the special needs version of the Justified Game song, but I'm going to say, <laughs> is it My Name is Earl? That oh, my is God. Right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, oh, okay. This is good. I like how uh, Picky did this one. Uh, back to Sarah. Sarah, what's that show? Oh my god. <gasps> what is wrong with me? What is wrong with you? I don't know. You love this I don't show. know it either, Sarah. Do I? Yes. yes. What what is it rhyme with? <laughs> You're gonna kick yourself when he gives you the I, answer. I am. All so right, it's not tell, her, tell her, Tara. It's dinner for five. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'll blame Rocky for Marciano for this. <laughs> All right, to Kim. Yep. That's the whole theme. That's it? Do you want to hear it again? Because it was so yes. short. Ugh. <laughs> uh, Sons of Anarchy? Dirty, sexy money. <laughs> Dirty, sexy oh. money. All right. Exactly. Tara. Yep. Yep. Ow. Um, is it like the lone gunman? It isn't, but here's a clue. There's no points. Okay. Uh, the lyrics were, uh, but what you search for could get you or something like that. Uh-huh. The, the uh, key thing being what you search for could get you. Oh. Early aughts, searching, aughts, cyber stuff, the show, uh, one of my favorite, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Freaky links. Oh! 
Oh, freaky Lynn. Recapped by Kim Reed. Yep. <laughs> Would you have got that, Kim? No. Kim, no. Not at all. Okay. All right. Back to Sarah. Long time ago. Yep. Any idea what that show is? Not really, but I'll guess Pushing Daisies. Good guess. <clears throat> the show, however, was Eureka. Oh. And Eureka. It, uh, <laughs> you can kind of tell. It was like, what is this show about? Well, it's a little bit like X-Files or like uh-huh. you can know, hear the X-Files theme in that. But it's it? quirky. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Kim, here <laughs> you go. Yeah. Start the show. What's that show? What? <laughs> um, I think you had to cut it because it said the name of the show in part. Okay. Of it. Shrug. Why yeah. was the? My question is why was the two uh, thousands all like a honky tonk? Uh-huh. Everything in a honky tonk of some sort. All right. Um, yes. Let's see. Uh. Grace Under Fire. Tara, I think you know it. Is it Chappelle's show? Yep, Chappelle's show. Oh. Yeah. All right, so this is uh, Tara. Yep. Any idea what that is? Zero. Zero point zero idea what that is? Anybody? No. Very popular show still on Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Oh. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're back to Sarah. Yep. We can sing and dance, and we don't need pants. We're just like you. We got regular jobs, just with low going off. See, we're just like you. Yes, we graduate from Harvard. I'm ahead of my class. But if they just arrive, I'm running out. Uh, drawn together. Good guess. Uh, I'll give you a hint. We met the creators of this show. Oh, uh, I thought it was this or the other, or at least the producer Someone. or somebody from this show. Me, you, and Tara were in the same huh. room. Unsolved mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. That's Still a good story to tell good, another good day. Um, that is Greg, Greg the, the bunny. bunny. Greg the Bunny. Oh, One of the okay. people that we were pitching a television pity TV show to a long, 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 long time, time ago. ago. Okay. Um, so we're to Kim. Yep. And here we go. Uh, more generic ought stuff. Any idea yeah. what that this is? This is a show I have for sure watched. Yep. It sounds familiar. Yep. I can vouch um, that probably you and Tara have watched it. I cannot say for mm, sure. Hmm. But I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what it is. 
Joey, the Friends spinoff. Joey. Yeah. Oh, Joey. God. Yeah, I remember Even that. Even after you said the name, I couldn't place it. Okay, Tara, here you go. What's that show? I don't know. Shmame of Schmones. <laughs> Sounds like Game of Thrones, but I know Prison it's not. Break. Oh, Prison Break. Prison Break. Shit. All right, back to Sarah. Yep. John Doe. This theme was performed navally. No, of course. N C I S. God damn it. All right. Kim. I'm stuck. (laughs) That's the whole theme. Oh my God, I know what that is. Can you play it again? Sure. Um, two <laughs> thousands. Mm, yeah, and it's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? At no, me? you'll find out later. <laughs> is it another show I recapped? Mm, uh, no. Is it? I mean, doesn't narrow it down. I don't. Yeah, I know. Um. Uh. I don't know. The office. You had one third of the the answer right when you, you said, said shoot. shoot and just shoot me. Oh, just shoot me. I'm, I was thinking sitcom, but for, I was thinking news radio, and I knew that wasn't right. All right. This is for Tara. Bring us into our first score break. One yeah. fifth the way through our game. God. Here you go. Uh-huh. They're getting easier, guys. We started out kind of tough. Okay. All right, I think you know the band. What's the what's the uh, uh, show? Is it like Mission Hill? This one I actually know. Yeah, what is Me it, Kim? Too. Chuck. It's Chuck. Oh, God. That's, well, cake. We're all- that's, that's cake, right? That's cake? Yeah, that's cake. Yes. We're, we're all tied up with one point each. Holy shit, really? <laughs> yep. Wow. Damn. Sorry, guys. All right, it's going to get easier, I think. We're heading into some ones I know you know. Okay. So we're going to go back to Sarah. Here you go. Remember, the odds. Crazy. Hey, but that's how it goes. Millions of people live an asshole. What's that show? Uh, the nation as a whole went apeshit over this. For five minutes. Yeah, and uh, it had <laughs> a, a really bad effect on the TV landscape for years to come. 
the Jay Leno thing mm. at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Anybody? It's the Osbournes. Right? The Osbournes, yep. Oh, oh, Jesus. All right. For Kim, number 17. Spread Eagle. Okay. Spread Eagle. Spread Eagle. Everybody doing their lunges? <laughs> Any idea what that is, Kim? God. Sounds well, awful. it's not Grey's Anatomy. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I felt like it should have been, but since I already guessed uh-huh. that one. Um, I'm feeling like it's an hour llama, and so it's probably from the 2000s. I like to talk out my answers. Yeah, no, this um, is good. This is good. This is the way you're supposed to do it, people. Pay <laughs> attention to how Kim does it. silently, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Maybe something like it's not house. <laughs> hmm. Um, private practice. Oh, God. You were doing so well with all your filters and everything. Uh, yeah. Bones. Bones. Yeah. Wow. That was really good, though. You were like, <laughs> you were really <laughs> narrowing down the field. Man. All right, Tara. Yep. I'm going to guess, based on context clues, is it Nip Tuck? Nice. Hooray. Two point threshold has been reached. <laughs> All right, here we go for Sarah. Bring tea for the man, steak for the sun, wine for the woman who made the rain come. Any idea what that show is? Uh, no. Let's go with Nash Bridges. <laughs> Nash Bridges. <laughs> Why not? I wanted to put Nash Bridges in this show, but it's mostly a 90s <laughs> thing. Uh, Tara? Is it extras? It is extras, yes. Okay, Kim? Yes. And more of that. Okay, first of all, that sounds like Stone Temple Pilots mixed with Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. Yeah, that's a so, good description. It must be Good Morning Miami. That's the shield. The shield. Oh. All right, Tara. Yep. What? We know that song, but what's the show? Joan of Arcadia. Good for one point. Back to Sarah. I want to say there are no miniseries in this uh, quiz. You That's do not a mini series. Not a mini series. Oh, okay. okay. So what's that uh, show? 
What did it sound like? Um, well, this is not my guess. Okay. Because it sounded like the West Wing. Mm-hmm. It was not the West Wing. And I am trying to remember the name of the show in which Gina Davis was the president. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> which I guess doesn't matter. No. So well, let's just guess the Gina Davis was the president show. Um, what was the- Half a point. <laughs> Half a point. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you a day point for that. The show title was Commander in Chief. And- yes! Yep, it was that show. <laughs> All right, Tara. No, it's Sam. It's, uh, no, this Kim. is mine. This is for Kim. Kim. Yes. I don't want to be anything other than what I've been <laughs> trying to be lately. All I have to do is think of me and I peace of mind. All right, this is one of many variations of this theme song, I believe. I think they did a new one each season, maybe? Mm-hmm. Well, I just saw Gavin DeGraw in concert as he opened for Billy Joel. Ah. And my friend Mary Clifton, previously mentioned, reminded <laughs> me that he sang that song, which was the theme song to One Tree Hill. Nice. That is good for Thank one you, point. Thank you, Mary. Nicely done. And Gavin. All right. And Billy. So now we're to Tara. <clears throat> yes. Sounds like we every trailer from the late 80s. God, it's so whimsical. Is it Desperate Housewives? Is it Desperate Housewives? It is. Hey. All right. Uh, so now we're back to Sarah. I know there's no greater feeling than the love of family. <laughs> <laughs> Seventh heaven. <laughs> That's good for a point. Nice. <laughs> All right. Kim. Yeah. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. Absorbent and yellow and porous is he. <laughs> Be something you wish. All right. Nicely done. Back to Tara. All right, Tara seems to know it. God, it keeps going. America's Next Top Model. Correct. (laughs) Back to Sarah. What show do those strings belong to? Oh, God. I'm going to be so mad um, when I 
hear the answer, which I don't know. Let's go with the Americans. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> Wrong everything. That was uh, Everwood. Uh, uh, yep. Yeah. I meant all right. I, I meant young say. Americans for the record. Oh, I see. <laughs> I misspoke. Nice. Got it. Got it. That makes more sense. Yep. Okay, Kim, here's yours. And it just kind of goes on like that. Uh, hmm. Context clue at the start is all I'll say. I'll just play that bit for you again. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, uh-huh. it's that show where people scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, scream show. <clears throat> it's that show where they're in the jungle screaming, but By it's the way, not lost. Uh, because of all the different sources I have to uh, get these from, the, the sound quality, you know. Varies. Varies, and I apologize That's for that. Okay. Not much I can do. But. I don't think better sound quality would help me here. Um, oh, sorry. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. Nope. I, was gonna, I know Wild it's not guess. Alias, but that was my guess. Alias. It does sound Alias. Fear Factor. Uh, uh, scary. Okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tara, bring us into our second score break. Any idea what that one is, Tara? Uh, well, it's American. I know that. <laughs> um, the all-new American Gladiators. Someone said the name of the show earlier in the quiz. That is the X-Files spinoff, The oh. Lone Gunman. I said it huh. earlier in this quiz. Oh, dear. Dang. All right. Uh, Sarah has two. Kim has three. I have five. Still plenty of games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyone We're could win. Two-thirds the way through. Cripes. Back to Sarah. That's a Law and Order D'Onofrio, also known as Criminal Intent. That is nice. good for a point. I was sure it was SVU. Yeah. All right, to Kim. Yeah. <laughs> what, what show do those strings belong to? That is Angel. That is Angel. One point. Now to Tara. Yep. That's Rescue Me. Fun fact, since I only know about new music when it's in Target ads or it's a TV theme song. It's one of the, it's the only songs so far that I actually have on my phone. The Von Bondies. Yes. That is a fun yeah. fact. Sarah. Shut up. Yes. <laughs>
What's uh, that show? Oh my God. It should be that long to get it. Tricky one. Yeah. Dark Angel? Oh. In the ballpark. Battlestar Galactica 2003. Oh. The new one that took place in the aughts. Yeah. Tough one, tough one. All right. Kim. Yep. What's that show theme? That is Friday Night Lights, Texas Forever. Really puts you in the mood to watch that show like now. It really does. I totally <laughs> want to go watch it now. Um, all right. So this is for Tara, right? Yep. Yep. Tara, do you know okay. what that is? I'm going to guess. Is it Hannah Montana? That's good for <laughs> one point. Wow. Nicely done. Did you recognize the voice or was it context? No, it was from the, from the lyrics. Lyrics, yeah. Okay. Back to Buncey. Come on, come on, because we're having a ball. We're just making some calls. Strangers, come on, come on. You can say what you want, and they'll never know if you're deranged or what. But it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't really matter. Cause we'll all be doubled over with laughter at the expense of others, maybe even your mom. A lot of context clues in that one. Yep. What do you think, sir? Um, I have no idea. Was it Crank Yankers? It was Crank Yankers, correct. It sounded yeah. like Fountains of Wayne doing that theme song. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it is Fountains of Wayne, actually. Um, okay, Kim. Yeah. It's jungle out there. Disorder and confusion everywhere. No one seems to care. Well, I do. Hey, who's in charge here? It's jungle out Everybody's there. favorite music to <laughs> share a plate of nachos over. <laughs> um, so that was Randy Newman, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. so. <laughs> All right. I was going to say, What's that show? yet another Randy Newman theme song uh, for a show I don't know. I don't know. I think Sarah might know it. Yes, because she's a million years old. It's Monk. Oh, it's Monk. of course. Yep. Uh, <laughs> okay, Tara, here you go. All right, any idea what that is? Uh, Ghostwriter? That's so Raven. Oh, That's so Raven. Okay. All right, back to Sarah. And uh, picky smiles on you. <laughs> Which one's that? That one's SVU. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> to Kim. If you're Oh, you have to do is come 
Okay, what's that show? That's Gilmore Girls. It is Gilmore Girls, and that is good for one point to Tara. Tara, what's that show? That's Late Night with Conan O'Brien. It is Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Correct. There's your point. To Sarah. Way, way back in the 1980s, secret <laughs> government employees. What's that show? This is such an earwig, too. Yeah. Dang. Clone high. <laughs> Dug a famous guy in the 80s and made up using genetic copies. Now the clones are sexy. All right, that was Clone High. Now we're on to Kim. Here is your aughts theme. Open up the sky. This mess is getting high. It's windy and our family needs a ride. I know we'll be just fine. Any idea what that show is? What the hell? Um, it, it, I feel like it's a show that I didn't watch, mm-hmm. uh, which in the aughts would be not many of them. Um, so What's I'm going to guess. the one show Kim Reed didn't watch? Here we go. Yeah, show Kim didn't watch, and it's called Jag. I don't know. <laughs> if that was a theme to Jag, that would be awesome. Um, this show has a connection to our own Tara Ariano. It does? Yep. Is it in Saskatchewan? Does it take place in Regina? Uh, no, it is the United States of Tara. Oh. Right. Oh, I did watch that show. Well, there you go. Huh. All right. Um, score break time after this one for Tara. <clears throat> Very. Oh, after me. God, whatever it is, it sounds unbearable. That's the L word. The <laughs> L word. <laughs> Sorry, Correct. ladies. Um, very, very tight game. Sarah has five. Kim has six. I have seven. That Ooh. is a good game. All right. That was uh, our third of five. We're, we're three-fifths away through our game. To uh, Sarah. Here you go. It's been a long road. <laughs> Getting from there to here, it's been a Can't long do. The lyrics I really wanna do because I that give away. Right, <laughs> What's that shows? Can I hear it oh. again? <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? My version wasn't perfect and great and and awesome and. I just crashed the soundboard, so we're going to just reload it. This is exciting. Reboot, reboot. <laughs> On theme, reboot. It's been a long road Getting from there to here 
It's been a long time, but my time is finally near. And I will see my dream come alive at last. I will touch the sky, and we're not gonna oh, hold no. me down no more. No, they're not Here gonna change my mind. All right, Sarah, do you know what the show is for that? The aughts, the decade, everybody decided to repurpose Billboard hits for their themes. Okay. I don't, I feel like this is wrong, but I feel like it's Enterprise. Yeah! Guess what? That's not wrong. It's right! That's right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta the spirit dig up, of Keckler was with me. Yep. I got to dig up that, that episode where I made up on the spot lyrics for that. To, for that. Um, Kim. Yeah. Here you go. Here's your aughts theme. don't know that one um that is probably mm, trying to think of something my dad watched in that era because it sounds like old people shows old people shows. so he probably watched walton's tng yeah uh murder she wrote i don't know that was pushing daisies somebody oh. mentioned it oh oh yeah okay tara yep Ooh. oh god speaking of earworms I'm not going to be able to fall asleep tonight because it's going to be in my head. That show? This is the only good thing about that show. Yeah. It's John from Cincinnati. Uh, it is. <laughs> I also have this song on my phone. Yep. Okay. Um, I've lost track, Sarah. and it's Sarah's turn. It's not going to get any more dynamic than that. <laughs> and I feel like I watched this show, too. It's a good um, chance you did. It is not Cold Case. It is not Miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not Benson, the new class. <laughs> um, let's try Dark Angel again. I think Dark Angel was 90s, wasn't it? No, we, we covered it, didn't it? So it would have been yeah, late. Yeah, I, I recapped it. Yeah. Uh, Shocker. I remember watching it in our house on Delaware. That so that was after 2000, at least. Carnival or Carnival. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, to Kim. Yep.
know that show, Kim? Well, it's not Angel. Nope. And uh, it, but it sounded very Celtic mm-hmm. and like a drama, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. And it probably was on. I'm gonna say it was a non. No, I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> you were getting there. Yeah, you were kind of getting there. That was uh, HBO's Deadwood. Deadwood. Ah. Yeah. So this is Tara. Here you go. What is it? What is it, Tara? I don't know. Got a guess? Dollhouse? The terrible guess. Rome. Rome! (laughs) These were all randomized, but that was a a spat of HBO right there. All right. Back to uh, Sarah. What's that shoe? Um, I'm gonna be mad when this isn't it, but um, Journeyman. Big love. The HBO train continued there with big love. (laughs) Okay, Kim. Yeah. I think I heard the oh man, which means you know it. What is it? It's my ringtone. Uh, it's the wire. Nice. The wire it is. All right, Tara. I don't know yep. which season, but one. Uh, season one. That was the original one. I know I watched this show. Whatever it was. Mm-hmm, maybe. Uh, Safe to say you guys watch almost everything in the odds. Uh, uh, I'll be coming home next year. Fuck. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> oh. I know it. What is it, Kim? It's Ed. It's yes. Ed. Before they change it to a different horseshit theme song. Terrible, yes. Well, I... I I was doing the clipping, and there was two themes, so yeah. I had to figure it out. This it was the first one. Well, there was season one was this. this. Season two was the something spiders. else, and then they switched back to this one for the, the other Yeah, season. everyone hated that other one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, so that was Tara, so now it is Sarah again. Bonus of 
Reddit sound effects. What's that theme? Uh, the snake charmers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. The CW. Snake oh, yeah, charmers. yeah. It's a good show. Uh, kind of, you know, was canceled before its time. That was Dexter. Uh, <laughs> Never <laughs> canceled too late. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Kim. now we're on to Kim. Kim. Um, I feel like it was probably ironic theme music. Mm-hmm. Like it was, you know, sounds all beautiful. And then they were showing you something gross <laughs> and it was probably on Fox. But other than that, I don't know. Hmm. Anybody? Tara, you know it. Yeah, that's it's always a sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, they aren't really showing you anything. Any, yeah, right. They, the shots in the credits aren't gross unless you think Philadelphia is gross. We love, <laughs> I I, we love Philadelphia on this podcast. Never been. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that's Massive Attack, but I never watched this show, so that was news to me. Is this house... It is. Okay. Got about halfway through the pilot, and I could not deal with Hugh Laurie's accent because I, uh, <laughs> could, could, I know everybody likes it. Not me. No. <laughs> All right, Sarah, save me. What's that from? Uh, third watch. That's an educated guess, but it was Smallville. Smallville. Oh, sure it was. Yeah. Okay, Never Kim. Never watched a frame. No. theme song for uh, um, charm nice that it is all right tar bring us into our uh fourth score break okay. of- That's the Drew Carey show. That is good for one point and brings us into our uh, score break. As promised, here we go. There's Still music. very close. Sarah has six, Kim has eight, I have ten. Okay, now we go into the last 15 questions. Oh the easiest themes of this oh, okay. game. Cool. Two points for getting it if when I play a one-second clip from it. <laughs> oh, fun. You Bastard. get to answer that 
And if you don't get it, I move on for a one-point guess at the full theme. Okay. okay. So you get two guesses uh, if you need it. Got it. Here we go for Sarah. Here is your one-second clip. <laughs> Take your time. I can. Play They've it. actually changed this theme. It's American Idol. <laughs> That's how it started. Um, Kim, here is your first one-second clip for two points. Theme from the odds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's uh, Dawson's Creek. (laughs) Really really didn't have to play the whole thing. (laughs) God, one second of it is so terrible. Tara. Dick. God, How I Met Your Mother. Okay, to uh, Sarah. (laughs) Uh. Oh, no. Why? Oh my God! My mind is just emptied of like all words, all television. <laughs> oh, just man. keep playing until she gets. It. <laughs> no, no, don't actually do that. That's annoying. <laughs> Got a guess? Sure. Wait. Do, if I guess and I get it wrong, do yeah. I get another crack at it? Well, you get to go to the one, the full theme for one point. Oh, okay. That that was my question. Yeah. Sopranos. No, oh, thank God. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that was what it was from. That part. <laughs> wow. I was like, where is it? No, it's in Jersey somewhere. Oh man. Pizza land. All right, Kim. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'll go to the full clip. Oh, Survivor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, New ringtone. Tara, right? Yes. Yes, to me. Oh, God. I don't know. Play the whole thing. Oh. That's CSI. Correct. And back to Sarah. Uh, Prentice. Nice. <laughs> yes, yes. Get your billions back, America. Okay. It's, it's like, you know, when you t- when they talk about how people learn how to read and like your brain fills in letters where you can't actually see them so that you can comprehend them. Like, that's how it is with yeah. these songs. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you have to try and like it really mentally is like project. optic nerve recognition. Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Your brain is trying to project in both directions, front and back. Um, for Kim, <laughs> here is your yeah. one second clue. Excuse me. I don't know. I'm going to have to go to the full clip. Oh, um, 
Oh my god. Please hold your answers until after Sorry. the clip has played. <laughs> it's and, excited. Uh, what was the answer? She said Mad it. Mad That is correct. All right, Tara. Yep. Oh, uh, six feet under. Etc. Almost as whimsical as Desperate Housewives. Uh, let's see. Everybody's got. Uh, oh wait, we're not done yet. What was that? Was that, was that with Tara? Right? Yeah. Son uh, of a bitch, you guys! It is close. Well, yeah. Let's hear the scores. Twelve, twelve for Sarah and Kim. I have fifteen. Okay. Twelve, twelve, fifteen. To Sarah. I'm just going to give you this clue. I didn't clip the part that would definitely give it away. This is like the secondary give. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I need to hear the whole clip, please. <laughs> What's that, Chef? Uh, fucking Horatio Kane ruins everything. Suicide <laughs> Miami. Yeah, that's good for one point. All right, Kim, I think you, uh, yep. you're you going to have to nail this on the one point to yep. stay in the hunt. No, the two point. I one mean, two se- point. One the one second. Yes. Thank you. Oh. I don't know if Kim watched this one, but I bet her husband did. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Something nerdy. Tara's <laughs> <laughs> clue. Um, In the aughts. Nerdy. Maybe. Hmm. Um, popular. A song I would know if I heard the whole thing. Mm. <sighs> uh, I have no idea. Dark Angel. Uh, I still don't know. I don't know. That was fringe. Fringe. Oh, all right. Uh, Tara. Yes. Oh, uh, that's the amazing race. Imagine me melodramatically turning my head right now. <laughs> if I can arch my eyebrows, I would. I'm picturing you and one cat both turning to the camera at the same time. <laughs> yes. Hi, Pearl. Chiron, cat, cat owner. <laughs> um, all right, here's your last question, uh, Sarah. Might want to think about Big art shows not yet on optic answer. Uh, uh, well, it cost me nothing. West Wing? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Kim, here's your last. Yep. One seconder. That's Buffy. Yes, it is. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Gonna stab some stuff. All right, Tara, here you go. Last one. (laughs) Is this alias? Okay, so do you want to do the shits and giggles one? Sure. Before we hit the scores, which I think we all know, but let's hear it. Okay. Shits and giggles worth three Dave points. (laughs) First person to shout it out wins the Dave points. Here we go. Anybody know it? Felicity. Yeah. (laughs) It was breathy. Yeah. No, that was the, that was the first Julie theme. Okay, so let's hear them last scores, please, Atar. Great game. Uh, Kim has 14, Sarah has 15, I have 19. Uh, that was so close. That was a hard one. That was. You can really tell how the themes change in the aughts and how they all yeah. kind of yeah got get a little clumpy. All right, congratulations, <laughs> Atara. And that means you've won the season. Modulating voices from across the sea. You're best <laughs> around. Uh, oh my! <laughs> yes. <laughs> well done, Tara. Congratulations. Congratulations Tara. Oh, oh no, Kim's Kim. You're gonna plug in Ooh. your mic as I wrap it up. You're gonna <laughs> unplug and plug in your mic. All right, everybody. That is it for another episode of extra hot great we talked about the excitable mentally imbalanced power players of abc primetime before throwing it (laughs) to live for her face-off report and a quick dick week rundown of our favorite tv dicks we went around the dial with stop set to nev's podcast 30 for 30 Broadchurch, and mr yuck while kim successfully pitched us park and rex flu season for the canon we crowned winners and losers of the week, and Tara was a winner of this week's game time and the season. Remember, we're listening. Ah. I am David Teagle, and on behalf of Tara Ariano, I stomped all over my white hat. Sarah T. Bunting, your mom's a meat tornado, and Kim Reed. <laughs> my microphone's cutting out, so I couldn't hear you. Okay, thanks for listening. <laughs> We'll see you next time right here on Extra Hot Great. Let me go to Big Head Joe's for you. They have the most insane burritos. I don't much go for ethnic food. Trust me, they have one that's called the Meat Tornado. Literally killed a guy last year. You had me at Meat Tornado.